0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hello, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman. And today we are joined by kettlebell specialist, Colleen. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one because if you're anything like me, you probably never once thought about going into the gym and picking up the kettlebell you probably don't have one at home it's just not a uh, equipment that's used a lot especially for a woman and so Colleen talks us through the different types of kettlebell training, she talks us through an exercise that I actually do while recording this podcast, you can walk it through with us to make sure you know actually how to create tension with the kettlebell, and then also she's just a badass with her own training, she is actually training right now for Guinness Book of World Records with kettlebells, and so I think that you're gonna love today's episode. And before we get started, if you are new here, make sure that you subscribe because we come out with two episodes every single week. So every Monday, is a guest episode and more educational like this one is and then every thursday is a solo episode from me and that's more of the inspirational motivational one so you get a perfect mix of both wherever you are on your health and fitness journey of trying to live your personal best so hit subscribe now so you never miss an episode and i hope that you enjoy today's episode We are here today with Colleen, she's a fitness expert who specializes in helping women build strength and ignite their spark to find their fears. And she does this all through kettlebells. So I'm so excited to find out more about that today. Thank you for joining us, Colleen.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm excited to get the conversation started.
1: Yeah. So before we go talking about kettlebells, can you tell us a little bit about you and your background? Yeah. So
0: you know, I really do have to take you back in order to understand this whole passion with with kettlebells. So when I was growing up, I wasn't fat, but I wasn't skinny by any means. And one day my, my best friend in middle school said that all the kids would like me better if I was skinny. And then she took me into my bathroom and started teaching me how to make myself throw up. And I just really struggled with my weight for all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. And I was was obsessed with working out, burning calories, doing crunches, and just trying to make myself as small as possible. So fast forward, 17, taken to the hospital, and I ended up having three abdominal surgeries within a month and a half of each other. And it took me about three months before I could start sitting up on my own again. And the reason this is important is because I, I need you to know, like I was obsessed with like working out and making myself small. And after all these operations, I couldn't do that stuff. Like if I tried to do a crunch, I felt my low back and fast forward, you know, several years after that, I found kettlebells. And when I started using them, I started to understand how fulfilling it was to be able to do something that you couldn't just do on the first try. For example, if you sit on an, an indoor cycling bike, you can kind of like you can you can get through your first class so long as you don't fall off the bike, you know, that's that's a win. But with kettlebells, it's a little bit more technical and in every session that I did, I would see myself making progress and in using the kettlebells and seeing all of the progress, I started to become a lot more confident and that confidence that my best friend kind of took away from me that day, finally started coming back. And I don't think I even shared this or we shared this at the beginning. I've been in the fitness industry for about eight years at this point. And, you know, in the first half of my career, I had a lot of struggles with my body, but once I found the kettlebells, everything just kind of changed because of all of those wins not to mention it's through the kettlebells that um, I started to become not only really strong, but I started to gain a lot of strength in my core, which from all of those surgeries that I had, like I I couldn't feel my abs for like over five years, Emily. It was insane. I don't know. Have you
1: ever had any surgeries? Yeah, but not on my abs. <laughs> it was for my uh, knees. So a little different, but similar. It's very
0: strange. I don't, I mean, I've never had any type of surgery anywhere else, but it almost felt like You know, when you go to the dentist and they put novocaine in your mouth and then like you like need to scratch your cheek later, but you can't really feel it. Like that's what it had felt like in my lower abdominals for years until I started playing with the bells.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's really interesting how you compare kettlebells because that kind of reminds me of like almost picking up a sport and almost like picking up a new skill because I know what you mean with crunches right like anyone can kind of do a crunch and then it's like okay now I'll add in five more like make it up to 50 but yeah with kettlebells like there's so many different skills that you learn with that
0: yeah and it's just in all the little wins, being able to do something a little bit cleaner, a little bit sharper, progressing in reps and weight, that confidence just like flooded my being. So um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very passionate about kettlebells because they've, they helped me in a tremendous way. And they've helped a lot of my clients as well in similar situations.
1: I love that. And I'm so glad, you know, you're kind of able to get back to, as you said, that confident self, you're able to use your core, and you're able to do all these things that you had before. So how did you even decide to start with the kettlebells? Right? Like I feel like it's an equipment that a lot of people kind of ignore at the gym.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Emily, I, I really didn't know what a kettlebell was. I, I found them kind of on accident. So I, I was working at a gym in New York city. I was managing this high intensity interval training studio And when I went in for my interview, the man interviewing me was asking if I knew anything about kettlebells. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen them before. Like I totally know how to swing and squat and like do, do all these things. And he was like, oh great. Are you like affiliated with strong first or RKC? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, both. I had no idea what I was saying I was affiliated with. If you don't know this, those are the two most reputable kettlebell certifications that are out for hard style kettlebell training. And um, I said that I had both of them and he was like, okay, great. You're hired. These are both really intense certifications that you like you need to train for and physically pass. And um, he hired me because I lied and that was easily seen from some of the trainers who were, who were working for me in this, in this studio. So one of the trainers came up to me one day who actually was certified and was like, we know you don't know what you're talking about. And if you keep, you know, teaching people the way you're teaching, you're, you're going to hurt other people. And I remember feeling so like taken aback that somebody was calling me out but I'm so grateful that that trainer called me out because it it changed my life. Once I, once I learned. Um, so yeah, I, I got involved with kettlebells for being called out on a lie. And then I started working with that actual trainer and he helped to get me prepped for my RKC level one, fell in love with kettlebells. I got my RKC level two this past fall and, that's that's kind of how it began.
1: You kind of stumbled into it, but then it turned out to be something that you very much enjoyed. So I guess that ended up being the best case scenario. Absolutely. But you had mentioned before hard style kettlebell training. So what is that? And is there different styles of the different trainings? I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. So there's different types of kettlebell training. So first
0: off, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just picking up a kettlebell and using it the same way you would a dumbbell. However, that's not That's not the only way you can go about using it. So hard style is a specific technique that was brought over to the U S back in 1998, but officially became a thing in 2001 by a Russian man named Pavel. And it's all about moving with very intentional breath and, and tension. So, I don't know if you've seen like anybody, you know, swing very heavy weight. So like heavy weight being like close to a hundred pounds, the way that can look so effortless, especially from somebody who doesn't look like they can like really control something that big. Um, I'll use myself for example, like nobody thinks I can swing as much as I can swing and I can swing for a lot of reps. And I'll say a lot of reps, like a hundred within like a, sh- a short period of time, like up to 98 pounds pretty effortlessly, it all comes down to my breath and my tension. Um, and those are big components that get taught in hard style technique. But there's also kettlebell sport. Um, so if you have ever seen any type of like a kettlebell competition, uh, the way they go about their exercises is focused more so on endurance. So they're not as tight and tense as you see people in hard style. So they can they can move for longer durations of time. There's people who do kettlebell flow. I'm sure you, I'm sure if you type that into Instagram, you'll see some pretty like cool, like dancing with bell things going on. There's kettlebell juggling. That was kind of a, a, a big thing back in um, the early 1920s by like strong man in like circuses. Yeah, there's, there's different stuff out there. And then like if you, see somebody do like an American swing. That's a CrossFit specific thing. Like you don't see that in hard style. You don't see that in kettlebell sport. So yeah, there's like this whole little ocean world of how to go about using kettlebells that most people wouldn't be aware of if they weren't, you know, invested in that, that world.
1: Yeah. I had no idea when you said for a lot of reps, I thought you were going to say like 20 or 30. And then you're like, Oh, a hundred. I was like, Oh, that's a lot, a lot of reps.
0: And that's really not even that much. Um, like in the grand, in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah, no, I really like that technique because, you know, as you said, when you are lifting those weights and they look effortless, it's almost like, how do they do that? And it's, bringing in that breath work, bringing in, you know, like kind of that mental part too, and connecting it with the body. It's like, that's what makes it so much stronger. So I think that's so neat that it's a whole style of kettlebell training. Yeah. Thank you. So who do you recommend kettlebell training for? Like, is this something that anyone could kind of pick up or should it only be targeted for certain goals? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, I recommend kettlebells to anyone and everyone, um, depending on, you know, your history, And where you're currently at in your, you know, journey of life, um, your training is probably going to look a little bit different, but kettlebells are such a great way to train if you're coming out of an injury, if you recently gave birth, if you are training to increase your athleticism, it's great for teenagers who are like involved in sports. They're trying to get faster or become more agile. They're great for you know, anybody who's trying to lose weight, they're great for anybody who's trying to put on muscle. They're great for elderly people who are, you know, still trying to be active, but, you know, doing something high impact isn't necessarily something that's going to work for them. That's one of like, that's one of the things people don't realize about kettlebells. It's such a great way to get your strength and cardio done without doing any type of jumping.
1: That is really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think that I hate jumping. My knees do not like jumping. <laughs> so usually when I look up things, it's like, okay, what are hit workouts that are also low impact? Right. And like, that's usually the only option that you think of, but yeah, I never even thought about the cardio aspect of kettlebells too. Yeah. A hundred kettlebell spins is definitely going to get your heart rate up. Yeah, no, I'm just kind of thinking because we use kettlebells a lot for my um, training with rowing. So we had one rowing coach who loved them, but it was very much using them as dumbbells, I think, like now looking back at it. (laughs) I'm like, we would just do the same thing with dumbbells, but I would love to hear more about what your training looks like. Is kettlebells the only thing that you do, or do you kind of use this to cross train? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. Well, right now I predominantly use kettlebells for the majority of my workouts. So I'm training to, um, I'm training for a Guinness book of world record records. I don't even know like the proper way to say it right now. So right now my training is very specific around kettlebells. But like my, my cross training really just kind of looks like a long hike during the middle of the week or on the weekend and then stretching and rolling. Um, I do play a little bit with like club bells. My husband's trying to get me into using maces right now to help with my, my shoulder mobility. Cause I do a lot of overhead stuff, but that's predominantly what my, my training is right now. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of kettlebells. I mean, if you, for anybody who can see this right now, it's just like kettlebells galore in the background.
1: Yeah. But that's so interesting that you kind of spend the majority, like 90% of your workouts with this one piece of equipment. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: the weight definitely changes depending on what that, the exercise is for the, for the program on the given day. But that is, that is the modality
1: I'm predominantly training with right now. Yeah. So what is the world record that you're going for? I'm actually going
0: to put it in for the first time. So currently there is a man in the book and he just has that heaviest weight lifted in an hour for Turkish getup. So I'm trying to go in there to have the first record for for female. So he currently, I don't know what the exact number is, but he ended up doing 180 Turkish getups with 24 kilos for the hour. So I'm still trying to figure out what my strategy is going to be, but I'm trying to get in there for female. So it'll be something similar it'll probably be end up using the 12, 16, or 18 kilo and doing something similar to, to
1: Okay, him. so it's the amount of weight times, the amount of reps, and then it's the total overall that gets recorded? Within the hour, yeah. Wow, that is definitely tough to train for. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You
0: know, I I was actually training for to beat a, a record um, in the beginning of quarantine, but then I ended up having some serious issues with my pelvic floor, and it prevented me from training for about six weeks. And from a mental standpoint, it just like really took me out of the game. And I got kind of sick of the exercise that I was training for. I was trying to beat the world record for a heaviest swing done within an an hour. And it's the same way you break it down. It's the weight times the reps for the 60 minutes. But when I was ready to like get back into my training routine, I was just like, you know, I need something else before I can get back to this. And the Turkish getup seemed like a, a really exciting place to go
1: that is awesome to hear especially with someone from you right like you are an expert in kettlebells you've been doing this for years and you can still find things that excite you from it and know what excites you and what doesn't I love that you kind of just shared that story
0: thank you thank you yeah I think it can be really um it can be really hard for anybody who's gone through an injury and you can probably relate to this as an athlete like When you end up having a setback, going back to what you were doing, sometimes just like can be really hard mentally, especially when you know, like you've regressed just because you've had, you've been forced to take time off.
1: Yeah, no, because I think it's easy to look at other people too and be like, oh, I understand them taking a break. But when it comes to your own life and you're forced to take a break, you don't want to. You always feel like it's a setback. And it's really, it's not. Like you're still going for a world record. You're still doing something that you love. It just looks a little bit different now, right? Like at the end of the day, there's no rush to hit it. There's no rush for anything. So I love that you are able to do that and still find a way to make it work for you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear what you see with your clients and what people get wrong with kettlebells. (laughs) Like, is there any just like really misleading advice or something that you're just like warning? Like, this is what you need to know. Yeah, so I'll tell you, the one thing I teach everybody
0: the first time they go into a kettlebell session is we learn how to create tension in our upper body and our lower body. And then we learn how to breathe from our diaphragm. And that's always like the thing that goes over everyone's head. And if you don't know how to use your breath or how to create tension, like nothing's going to feel good. So that's something that I wish more people would be aware of how important it is as they're getting started with kettlebells. But, you know, I can't really say that any of my clients necessarily do anything wrong it's just when you're learning how to do something for the first time it it,
1: it takes it takes a few tries to get it yeah with that tension part what do you mean by that is it just like engaging the right part of your body or what is tension okay do
0: you have a towel or a sweatshirt or something you can like rip in front of you yeah yeah let's do this let's do this together let's do this together this is fun all right so I want you to take your towel. can you stand up right now okay so i want you to take your towel and keep your hands close together so they're actually touching arms are going to stay in front of you you're going to roll your shoulders down and back like you're trying to stick out your chest and then rip your towel apart as hard as you possibly can
1: what do you feel i like feel it on the outsides of my arm Uh uh-huh do you feel
0: anything back behind your armpit
1: yeah Is that like the upper
0: lats? Yeah, upper lats. So I predominantly work with females. And a lot of my female clients are not super familiar with their lats. I find men are typically more familiar with their lats than females. And I think that's just because a lot of guys tend to be familiar with pull-ups. And for females, that's not like the first thing we think of when it goes to like being like a, a workout. At least from like the women I've worked with, like... Most of the women that I work with, they've never done a pull-up until we started training together. I'll say that. So getting people to understand how to engage their lats is really hard. It's almost like I've heard people explain it like certain muscles can have amnesia until you keep firing them and firing them and firing them again. So if you don't know how to create tension in your upper body or engage your lats, It can be really hard to stay safe in exercises like your deadlift, like your swing, like your clean, like your press, like your Turkish getup. So that's what I mean by it.
1: Yeah, no, that helps a ton. I feel like so the kettlebells really help with like the muscle awareness and body awareness too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's something that I learned a lot later than I'd like to admit, especially being an athlete, like people would be like, oh, engage your core, engage your core. And I didn't really know what that meant. And that's a huge muscle group. So trying to tell someone like engage your lat and they might not even have ever worked that out before. I could see how, yeah, that would be like an important first step.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, I, I'll, I'll ask clients, you know, do you feel this? Do you feel this? Do you feel this? And for a lot of people I work with, They tell me that they like kind of feel their lats in the beginning, but then when I ask them a month, two months, three months, six months later, they're like, okay, now I really feel my lats. And it's, I wish people, I wish there was an easier way for people to understand how to connect to their lats going into their first kettlebell session.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But. That's what you're there for. That's why people need to work with the specialists. So thank you so much. I've loved this conversation. Is there one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? And it doesn't have to be kettlebell related. Yeah, I would love to tell
0: anybody who's listening to this that if there's something that you want to accomplish, you 1,000% 1, 1, can accomplish that. You just have to get started and find somebody who can help reverse engineer what it is you're trying to go after.
1: I love that. Thank you for joining us today. Where can everyone find you online, work with you, all of that? Yeah, so you can
0: find me at my website, which is ColleenConlin.com, or you can find me on Instagram. My handle is I am Colleen
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast, at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you, and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.